thank you so much for taking the time to talk today. No problem. Um, so yeah, I'm here talking with Michael Wanmacher, who recently composed the score for the newest Twisted Metal game, um, which I have played when I was, you know, 12 years old, sleepover, <laughs> so <laughs> back in the day. So, right. And so you composed the newest one. Um, but just kind of overall, you know, about you, how did you uh, get into music and what led you to film composing? Uh, I started out doing mainly uh, advertising music. I was still living in Minneapolis at the time mm-hmm. and had worked for a company there just doing commercials uh, pretty much exclusively and then uh, did a couple short films for some people who were uh, doing those projects in Minneapolis at the time and, and then a couple of independent features came up uh, and did those. And during during that time I was uh, traveling back and forth to, to Los Angeles and uh, along the way met some people who were really generous about uh, uh, handing out my music to some people here now in Los Angeles. Um, the main person being Daniel Schweiger, who's a music editor here, works with a lot of different people, and that uh, led to some jobs with uh, Miramax on this Jackie Chan rehashes that they were doing um, in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of blossomed from there. That got me an agent and, and uh, some work with some different studios, and, and it's been a pretty diverse run from from that point on, I've kind of covered all the bases, done some TV, some commercials, some video games, some movies, trailers, whatever else needs music, <laughs> that kind of thing. And uh, and I think you're, I think you're for Twisted Metal. I think your style is uh, a perfect fit, um, kind of based off of your uh, recent kind of grindhouse type scores for like Piranha and then Drive Angry. And um, how'd you get invo- and how'd you get involved uh, with the project? Um, I got a call probably well, it was a few months ago uh, Pete Scaturro the music supervisor at Sony who was working on the project was uh, they were finishing up the game and we had we had known each other for a while and, and my involvement came in doing the uh, doing the cinematic scenes for the game, all the cutscenes, and coming up with thematic elements for all the characters. There were actually a, a number of composers. At the end of the day, there's a number of people who are involved in making the music, and, and mine was to bring life to, to the, the, all the, the cinematics that are in between the levels or at the end of levels or, or telling the story of what's going on in the game. And it was something where he had come back to me, he had heard my music and, and wanted... I thought I would be a good fit for doing something like that, and and that's the point that I got involved. It was already the game was already pretty well along in terms of gameplay and game mechanics, mm-hmm. and they were just starting the cinematic process, and and that's where I became involved. So you didn't do any of the the end game music? No, not none of the end game music. Just the cinematics and the uh, the like the themes for the characters. Those were. Uh, it's actually, in terms of minutes, it's the bulk of the music in the game. Mm-hmm. But but uh, the actual gameplay is a mixture of some other composers and the bands that were licensed for use in the game. Okay, right, so right. It's kind of a collective. Um, a lot of games are done that way now because the, especially a game like Twisted Metal where licensed songs by different bands is something that's very uh, heavily involved in in 
you know, making the game and marketing the game, that kind of thing, is that you end up with a group of people working on it. I was just the the person who, during the the most kind of visual parts of the game, uh, the storytelling parts of the game, came in to score that. Right, and uh, and and you know, going back to like you know Piranha and Drive Angry, which I I love your scores for those. I think they're Thanks. just you know balls to the wall, kick ass, really fun scores. And um, and so did you apply that kind of mentality and that style to twisted metal definitely it was important to give each of the characters the main characters a a very distinct style and especially in the case of sweet tooth who's the most iconic character he's kind of this Mm -hmm. uh, you know steroided out overly muscled dude serial killer maniac dude who wears a clown mask anybody who plays the game knows who he is and yeah uh he's even beefier this time around and more wacky uh, and psychotic. And I definitely took the approach of trying to do a mashup of uh, aleatoric orchestral music, uh, heavy metal, speed metal, industrial music, and and I guess almost you could consider it sound design and mashing that all together right, into yeah. one piece of music. And there are times when it's it's almost like noise because it's like you're hearing what's in his head mm-hmm. and and then there's uh other times where it's it's very heavy uh like for lack of a better word it's metal and and in the most metal of senses uh it because it works for his character um it's for in the case of mr Grimm, it's a much more kind of biker out on the, you know, riding the, the back roads kind of feel. Uh, it, it's similar to Drive Angry in that respect where it's very guitar-driven. Right, um, yeah. there's a, it has a, a bit of a hint of sadness in it because his character is more of a... He's just a run-down kind of melancholy dude who's trying to find some sort of redemption. And then Dollface, the, the female character, is... I think she's actually the most twisted of all when you really look at her and how her character came to be, but she's like the ultimate narcissist, and her, her theme is this, like little girl singing, uh, it's almost like a lullaby, except it's run through all these distortions and tremolos and all this other weird stuff to, to throw it, so it sounds way, way off, um, but still has this kind of girly aspect to it at the same <laughs> time. That's, well, it's twisted, I don't know what other way to... I don't know any other way to say it. It's the same for Calypso, the guy who's running the whole show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his his music is much more uh, traditional in the sense that it's very it's your you know choirs from hell, satanic uh, ish, that kind of thing. It's very big, or it's you know you hear the pipe organs and the choirs and the orchestra and that kind of thing. And, yeah, uh, he lives up in the big tower, and that 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 uh, comes back too. And it it was a it was my task to just give each person in the game some kind of identity musically mm-hmm. when the gameplay itself wasn't going on. Right. And were you ever concerned because it is a, a loud game and, and the music is very loud? Were you ever concerned of doing too much musically, or did you ever have to pull yourself back and say maybe this is too much noise or too much you know distortion? Or did you like how did you craft the music to make it I guess tangible in a way? Um, in the case of these characters, it was never, there was, there was really never a point where it was too much, uh, mm-hmm. just because of the style of 
how the game is put together, everything about it is in your face. And right. it's, it's, so it's hard to do anything that's too over the top. Um, the only time I, I really pulled back was with Dollface. Her character is much more, for lack of a better word, the music is kind of snotty. There's a bratty element to it where it's, has more of a <laughs> there's that kind of thing in it and i pulled back on that to make it, it to have more almost a childish aspect to it because she's just the ultimate narcissist she's so into herself and she thinks she's so perfect right um but as for the rest of it it was all just yeah just just to hell really with it <laughs> gnar- yeah it was really gnarly and aggressive and and big and it had to match the intensity of the game, which is the same thing. It's it's really once you're in, you really feel like you're on a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, you mentioned that you because you came in a little bit later in the process, and so was mm-hmm. there was there already the gameplay music was that already done, and this licensed music was already set, and you did you work off of that at all? Did you try to match that soundscape, or were you just concerned on doing the cinematics? No, there was a, um, the gameplay music, I think, was already well in process, and the licensing always has to be in process early mm-hmm. on because it's a, it's, it takes time to get things cleared. But I never really heard anything else. There was a, a, a theme written for, a little riff written for Sweet Tooth that I, I integrated into some of the music that Sony owned and wanted implemented in some of his stuff. Mm-hmm. So I used that. Uh, in a couple of spots, and there was a, uh, what am I trying to think of? The general style of the game had, you know, they could they could intimate it to me and tell me what it was like, but it, I, I didn't really hear anything else, so I just had to kind of riff off what I was seeing mm-hmm. in visuals. And the first visuals that I got were very raw. They were almost all green screen stuff. And you're just seeing actors literally moving in front of a, a green screen. None of it had, none of the CGI was done. None of it had been painted. None of it had been lit. And as time went by, I would see it progressively more refined. And I would tweak the music given there were some visuals or, or timing things that I had to, to fix as, as time went along. But a lot of it at first was just um, establishing a tone for the particular character and, and hitting some certain things that I could see or hit some certain timings. And then as I could see more and more things visually, I would, I would either take away elements that didn't seem appropriate or add something in that mm-hmm. would, would intensify a moment. And, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, it was a process of just, um, it, and there was no real, I wouldn't say trial and error. It was more like getting it done and then waiting to see what the next pass was going to be and see what needed to be added or removed. Um, in the case of Sweet Tooth, everything is is cut very hard. Like you'll see movements or changes in perspective, and the, the music hard cuts on those edits um, to the point where it doesn't even metrically musically make sense. But mm-hmm. that was intentional. Um, whereas the theme for Mr. Grimm is, is very much, uh, it's a melodic thing on the guitar that plays, uh, as a complete thought, uh, as is the, the theme for Dollface, but I wanted Sweet Tooth to be 
very jarring and very aggressive and very distorted and very um, harsh. And you might even get an idea going, but if the, the cut visually changed, the music just changed with it on a dime, like it completely go somewhere else. And that was, that was the intention. And it worked for that character. It's yeah. really, the finished product is really cool. It's, it's weird, it's scary, it's, it's heavy, uh, and it, it ended up, you know, I'm really happy with the end result. It, I mean, because I, it does feel, I mean, your other scores, they, they, they have kind of a fun quality to it, but I did notice, well, this does too, but I feel like you took it more seriously too at certain parts, so it didn't feel just like a kind of a, a riff or anything, but it did feel it had weight to it. Yeah, these were, thanks for that too. I, it, it was more serious in the sense that these characters were, the tone of the game, there, there is no humor in it, even though you see these guys running, especially in the case, again, of Sweet Tooth or even Dollface, who's wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. With the, the whole clown mask thing and the fact that he's driving the ice cream truck, and I wrote that little ice cream truck music thing, the little <laughs> theme that plays while he's driving the ice cream truck, but even that is completely detuned and yeah. sounds like it's been played three million times and it's con- the tape or whatever is playing is completely falling apart. Yeah, Stuff like that. These people are serious about <clears throat> wanting to achieve their goals and they're willing to commit any act of violence or the most heinous thing you can think of in order to achieve their goals. So um, there wasn't really any humor to act on in that case. There's some there's some satire maybe, there's some irony, but mm-hmm. there wasn't any humor to pull out of it. Right. Um, I, I can't say anything about the game or the, the ultimate outcome of what befalls on these characters if they win, but, you know, there's, there's definitely elements in there that... Uh, people would call ironic but this was much more serious no, yeah, it's, like, it's a dark game at least the last one was pretty dark too yeah it's <laughs> very dark and even in the visual style when it was finished i was really captivated by the just the way they did it the way they lit it and paint painted all the scenes uh the, the cut scenes and everything it has a very specific look it does not look like anything i've ever seen um it's kind of like a, I can't even compare it to anything. It it all looks like a moving painting. Mm-hmm. It's really cool, um, but dark. And that was, you know, one of the the marching orders from the get go was it's dark. It's yeah. dark. <laughs> I mean, I have it pre ordered. It should be on my doorstep tomorrow morning. So I can't can't wait to play it. <laughs> cool. No, it's it's cool. I'm. I'm the gameplay is insane, <laughs> as it should be, and the, the story is really cool, but I think that in terms of bringing a franchise back, they really hit a home run. It's, yeah. uh, everything looks awesome. The gameplay mechanics are very fine-tuned. It's The story is logical. It makes sense. The goals are logical and make sense, and it's it's really satisfying for people who want that style of gameplay. It's a very satisfing experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wanted, I wanted to ask your, I, I know it doesn't affect your music, but uh, Twisted Metal was kind of known for being able to, for players to, you know, use their own music while they're doing online or, or the regular gameplay. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I heard, I read somewhere that they're bringing that, fu- that, that feature to this game. Um, 
what's your what's your take on that? Do you think that that players should be able to you know play whatever they want? Do you think that it it masks over the the original composer's music? Do you think it adds uh, more I guess flexibility or or replay value? Um, I think for for replay value, it's definitely. I think it's a cool thing. I mean, I play Warcraft with other music going on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sometimes it makes it better. Uh, sometimes I just turn it off. Uh, it's the, the cinematic things. I think you should see it with the way it's it's intent, intended to be scored at, at least once. Uh, most people only watch cinematics once anyway. But mm-hmm. it uh, in terms of the gameplay. I could see where people would want to maybe change up the, the what they're listening to to change up the experience, but and more than anything, I think it just has to do with getting uh, more value out of the game and being able to play it uh, more, uh, replay the game, and it just builds more loyalty to the franchise. Right. Anything that has to do with modding or customization, people love that. So I, I can understand that. It doesn't as an artist it doesn't you know insult me or anything like that it's it, it they're the ones paying for the game they should be able to make the experience <laughs> what they want it to be no yeah it's a, i think it's a cool feature and yeah it does add i guess longevity to like if you're playing which i mean i love multiplayer games and certain games they have such distinct little uh, bits of music but when you're playing hours upon hours upon hours and you hear it over and over again sometimes it can drive you a little crazy <laughs> oh absolutely and it, it's really hard it, it's tell people um uh, composing game music is extraordinarily difficult in game at times because you can't think in a thematic sense in game because if the the same violin part or the same french horn line or the same guitar line keeps coming back every two and a half minutes yeah you're gonna drive the player absolutely nuts and I I know that because I'm a hardcore gamer, and you have to think in a different way. It's great to have a great theme that you can come back to, but you don't want to come back to it too much. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, people are just going to shut the music off. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the worst possible world. So, yeah, yeah. as a composer, but I, no, I understand what you're saying. It's as a gamer, I completely understand. Well, there there was nothing about I didn't feel any repetition or repetitiveness in in your music. Every track, while it had the same soundscape and same sound design, it had different pieces and different textures that I guess made them for each character made them stand out individually. Oh, cool! Thanks. It was for me. It was a lot of fun because there really were no boundaries. It yeah. Was try to make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> But not, you know, don't walk down roads that other people have walked down. Right. And for me, I don't see that as intimidating. I see that as fun because it opens up a whole bunch of doors to, I don't know how this is going to turn out. So I just start uh, banging on things, playing guitars and drums and, and, and putting instruments on the floor and <laughs> banging on them with sticks and stuff like that and just seeing what happens or manipulating samples or shouting into to microphones and, you know, distorting it and playing it backwards and chopping it all up and <laughs> things like that. It's just, it, that for me is fun. It's all part of the creative process. Right. Um, well, to close to close up, I always like to ask uh, 
composers, uh, if you had the chance to score uh, any film ever made with no disrespect to the original composer, uh, which film would you choose? Boy, that's a hard one. Because, you know, it's kind of like a Zeppelin album. The people, the ones that I really like, you, you, you don't want to touch it. Uh, right. Or a Pink Floyd record, it's like they got it right the first time. Um, but if you had, if you wanted to take a chance, just something that you would love to, to try at your try at. Wow. Um, hmm. <laughs> I've never even thought of it that way. The uh, It would have to be some kind of epic sci-fi something or other. Yeah. Uh, something big but i i don't know like it's one of the lord of the rings films or something like that i've always wanted to do a sword and sorcery film uh-huh. uh, i've always wanted to do uh actually something big and sweeping and dramatic and completely orchestral um it's it's hard the more games and things i do like this but people don't realize that i've actually worked with a lot of orchestras and right Things like that, and I would love to do a completely acoustic, um, classic kind of Hollywood score. But as for a specific film, boy, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it got me on that one. No, that's, I, a, that's a tough question. It's a very tough question. I'm thinking of the superhero movies, too. You know, and I don't know. I would really have to, you'd have to get back to me on that one. I hate to sound like a politician, okay. but I'd really have to think about it. No, I, I was, I interviewed a, uh, Cliff Eidelman last week about, and he literally said, "Let me take. I need to think about this." And it was just silence for about two and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's hard. I mean, it's like you want to say Star Wars, and then you realize, well, no, Star Wars was yeah, just right the way it was. Oh yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch it. Uh, boy, I can't think of one. You know. Because all the ones that were so influential to me growing up and the scores that I really love were just right the way they were. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, these titles are popping through my head, but then I think, well, that's why I liked it, because they got it right. Right. I don't know what I could do to improve upon thing, the things that I'm thinking of. So. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, well, that's all I have for you right now. But thank you okay. so much, Michael, for, for sure. your time. And, uh, no problem. Hopefully we'll do it again sometime in the future. Yeah, that'd be great.